Jay, start the timer. Hold on, I don't have the timer up. <laughs> Jay, don't start that timer. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred. Look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. I am not wearing a shirt with a monkey on it. <laughs> That's true. I have a monkey on this shirt. I, I didn't even realize that. I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-hosts of this podcast, obviously, and co-founders of the community Location Indie, which of course you can find at locationindie.com, a community of people traveling, living, and working all over the world. Travis, not only do you not have this shirt on, but also you do not have a tattoo on your arm. I, I there, was, there was talk of a tattoo a few weeks ago. I was like, what? You're getting a tattoo? And I, I had to kind of draw it out of you a little bit. I, I didn't know what you were going to... Both of us are tattooless right now, by the way. Um, we have an interesting question on today's show. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, I got to ask, why is your forearm still bare, my friend? I, you know... Did you... Uh, a, I, I, ho- I hope I brought the heat with that intro because I got a little crap for, for the intro. So I want everyone to let me know, did I bring the heat on that intro? Was that good enough? <laughs> you definitely um, was. And I remembered it this time. So maybe I'll reward myself with a tattoo. Maybe <sighs> subconsciously. I wasn't getting a tattoo until I crushed an <laughs> intro. Um, why don't I have a tattoo yet? I, I have always said that I was never against tattoos by any means. Like, I think they're cool. I think people have them. You know, not everyone looks good with them. But, you know, I, I have nothing against people who have them. I'm well, not um, I, I should against hope them anyway. Not. And I always said... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, uh, who does that anymore anyway? But, you know, it's not like I'm, oh, I'm not getting a tattoo for any reason. It was, I always said, if I came up with a good idea, I would probably get a tattoo. So I finally came up with a good idea. And I even went to uh, the tattoo artist that my buddy Crime Dog goes to. He's all inked up. He has good tattoos. So I went and sat with him while he got his new tattoo, which is actually pretty sweet. It's like a pineapple but it's a skull, but it's a pineapple head. It's He has weird tattoos, but it looks cool. Trust me on that one. Maybe somehow I'll tweet out a picture eventually uh, if Crime Dog gives me a picture of that. But went, talked with his tattoo artist. guy does good work. And I was like all gung-ho about it. And then I just, I don't know, man. I think it might be one of those things that I'm going like in peaks and valleys. Like maybe that's not good if you're going to get a tattoo. But it's not that if I had one, I'd be bummed right now. But I just kind of lost the ambition to actually go and do it does that make sense kind of but i i feel like it has to be it has to be tied in with the the idea of this permanently being on your body right i mean this isn't just like oh i'm lazy i don't feel like leaving the house and going to the tattoo shop no i think it kind of is really i don't know that's what's weird about it it's not that like if i had it right now i, I i'm not having second thoughts i don't think and maybe maybe someone who a psychologist would say otherwise I'm not having second thoughts. I don't think about having it on my body because if it was here, I like look down and be like, yeah, that's cool. Do you, do you want to share what it is, by the way? Just the idea in a nutshell? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I, I, yeah, I guess we haven't done that yet. Um, basically, on the top of my forearm, um, I wanted to have on the inside, you know, so, so only yeah, people could see it. Not, but um, I could cover it with long sleeves if I ever wanted to. But uh, I'm location <laughs> indie, so I can have a tattoo and work wherever I want, whenever I want. Um, 
But it was going to be like a compass, like a really simple compass, not any of these crazy 3D ones like busting out of my forearm or anything. Uh, really easy, a simple compass. And then underneath, I was going to get the coordinates of places that have meant stuff to me. So almost like add, you can add on to it as life goes on. So like, you know, where the house that I grew up in, um, you know, the, the house that uh, my grandparents used to own in Florida that I'd spend a lot of time the in. The longitude and latitude of, of each. Yeah, location. longitude and latitude yeah. of those. So it'd, it'd almost be like a kind of like how people get names on themselves and then don't like it except this to me it's it's like place i grew up so hopefully i never have bad memories of those places in in the future it's a cool idea because it's yeah it's like a numerical representation of of a place i like that so i i think it is the laziness jay i don't know maybe i think it's just that I kind of was really excited about it, but in that moment, I didn't get it because, you know, he didn't have openings. I wasn't, and, and I don't know the exact design I want. So there is a little bit of trepidation there of, well, what if he starts tattooing and I'm like, this compass doesn't look good, you know? I, so there is a little trepidation, but then the other part was just kind of, you know, it's one of those things you do have to make an effort to go do, you know, you have to schedule an appointment and then you have to actually go and you have to show them what you want. Yeah, and the thing and the thing you actually have to go do is 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 painful. So that makes it even right. easier to put off. But like I would just say if And it is permanent, like you said, it's permanent. So there's a little scarce. Yeah, um, a little I was going to ask but. you as a traveler who is you know, really keen on seeing different places and, and being nomadic, which we've both been nomadic for periods of time and living in, in sort of an impermanent way where you're kind of floating around is the permanence of a tattoo reassuring in the sense that it's the one thing that can be consistent that can go on the move with you? Or is it scary in the sense that, oh, like as a traveler, I once liked this place and now I don't, you know, as you get older, your tastes change and that maybe, you know, somewhere down the road, your tastes might change. I think it is a little more scary and, and Heather was, my wife was always surprised. She goes, uh, you can't commit to anything. So like you're <laughs> going to get a tattoo. That's weird. Well, but you committed that's to marrying I, her. So that's good. That's tr- That's true. And that's why I would, <laughs> After seven, she'll tell you after seven years of uh, <laughs> not committing, I then committed. Uh, so, but um, I, I do think that's why I would only get places like it wouldn't be like, oh, I just spent three days in Berlin. I love this city, which I do. I'm going to get uh, the coordinates, the longitude and latitude of Berlin. No, it'd be like my the house I grew up, like I said, my grandparents' house in Florida, I, uh, the house I lived in in Japan for two years. It would be play, like these big places that yeah. I don't, I'm not defining scared of them moments saying, in like, your life. Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have a moment where then I hate Japan and I don't want that on my arm. Right. Right. Um, right. So I think it's a little bit of being scared and I, I think it's probably 20% being scared of having something permanent and 80% pure apathy <laughs> of just not going and doing it. Well, if crime- and I, Oh wait, wait, there's another percentage in there. I forgot. About it. So take off some of those other ones. I've heard that once you get your first one, you know, people are like, uh, you're probably not just going to get one. So don't worry about your first one. I'm a little scared, I think, of them loving it and getting a bunch of tattoos, which is weird because then you're scared of doing something that you then love. But I don't know. I'm a little worried that that I'm going to love it and I'm going to be spending a lot of money on a ton of tattoos and get all tatted up. I was going to say, we love to save our money for travel experiences. So, you know, now... Yeah, spending money on tattoos, that's not such a fun idea, but unless it's it's fun. And uh, I would just say if Crime Dog's tattoo artist is listening right now, maybe you could pack up that van and drive over to uh, to Travis's house. Drive, and- Crime Dog's tattoo artist <laughs> does a cool thing where he does, he travels quite a bit. He is a traveler and he tattoos in other places. Like he'll bring his tattooing stuff to like, he was in Ireland recently to his buddy's place in Ireland and he'll give his buddy and his buddy's friends, some of them whose notes tattoos in Ireland. He's like, yeah, it's just a really cool thing 
to do. Uh, legal? I have no idea. Um, but one of the things that I did think with traveling that would be neat with tattoos is getting them in different places around the world. Now, you know, it. it I don't know how that would look, but if I was getting uh, different tattoos, it would be cool to if I did like tattoos and start getting tatted up to get them at different with different tattoo artists around the world and be like, hey, not only is this a cool story of why I got this tattoo, but I also there's there's a story of when I got it and yeah. I was in this place. So, you know, well, this is I mean, this is why people get tattoos, right? It's for the stories. It's either the story behind that tattoo or, or like you said, the story of actually getting the tattoo or some combination of of it or the, you know the story behind somebody who inspired the tattoo are, uh, are you gonna are you are you have any desire to get one like uh i've thought about it before but i think now like i don't know i don't have any so i just figure i'll just kind of roll with that like almost not having tattoos is it, so many people have them now it's almost like the anti-tattoo is is it, just not having tattoos it is I, true. I it's like it's you're almost they, more th- unique if you don't have I, it. I think not, they're very really. cool, actually. My sister has a ton. Um, I have a lot of friends that, that have them, and I'm always like marveling at the designs. And I love design, so I, I like the idea of constructing like a... I don't know what you call it. It's almost like your body's a palette and, and you could think out, you know, how everything would fit and add to it, and it can be fluid, just like life. And I, there's a lot of cool stuff around it. I just... Uh, I don't know. I just, I guess it's not my, um, not my not thing. Yet. It bit- wasn't, that's, that's the exact thought that I had for so long. Well, I don't have one now and it's kind of not my thing. Other people have, they look good. I like them until I came up with this idea and it like stuck with me and it has stuck with me now since I came up with it about like, you know, we're talking like a couple months ago where I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then I think if you wait on it, and you still have that idea. Same with business. Like if you can't get something out of your head, then it might be time to think about it further. You know, and this was the only time I've ever thought of a tattoo idea and said, "Oh, I really still like this." In you know, after a few months, that's a great point. I love the uh, this the relationship there that you that the comparison you drew to business because uh, yeah, there are certain ideas I call them sticky. You know, they just stick around. It's like months later, you're like, oh, wow, I'm still thinking about that. That still interests me. Okay, that's a good sign. I would say that could be for anything, including tattoos. But think, uh, I guess speaking of things that aren't sticky, things that you might avoid are things that you suck at. I think that's something yeah. we're talking about in today's show. I don't know. This is your it idea. Is. We never it planned is. this out. So I got to hear a little bit more about where you're coming from with this and sure. let's let's have a chat about this last thing about tattoos if anyone out there has cool tattoos tweet us at pack of peanuts at zero to travel you can also tweet at location indie uh someone tweeted to all three of those the other day thank you for tweeting to all three i checked the location anyone it was nice to see a tweet we'll become more active if people tweet us but at pack of peanuts at zero to travel and at location indie tweet us some pictures of the tattoos you have and or if you have good tattoo artists that you love let us know because I kind of want now to get a tattoo. Like I want to make it a mission. Like that would spur me on if I was going through a city and someone's like, I know an awesome tattoo artist. I think then I would be more like you. I'd probably be more likely to get it. So let us know. You can always tweet us anything, but that would be cool to see some of your tattoos. Cause I know a lot of people out there have them. Um, it's talking about things you suck at because last podcast we chatted about things that like, is it okay to hate 
uh, not hate, but to not like a place that you're at, like a destination. It was specifically talking about travel. And we came to the conclusion that, yeah, it's okay. And we talked about, like, if you don't like it, <laughs> big conclusion, big reveal, <laughs> it's okay to not like a place. But we talked about why that might happen. And if you're feeling that way, how yeah. to get past it. And, like, just, you know, because we felt that way and you feel a little anxious sometimes. Well, but, well yeah, well, it just, we actually, we didn't plan on talking about that for the entire episode, but it turned out that there was enough around it and uh, about your trip and everything. So if you listen to that, I think today's uh, something yeah, today's kind of piggybacking that. that. Yeah. And, and, and so where this comes from is you always hear people say, so the, so the question I want to pose to you and to the listeners, Jay, is, is doing something you suck at worth it? And you always hear like, oh, you know, you know, put your time in now. You suck at it. like there's value in it. You're learning a skill or, you know, you hear all these arguments for why it's worth it. But I want to know, is it worth it? Is it actually worth it? And this comes from the fact that I am still, I believe we talked about so a podcast probably like a month and a half ago, still remodeling my bathroom. And it has hung over my head for a month and a half. And it has sucked. And there have been many fights between Heather and I, and there have been many days where I was so frustrated. All I wanted to do was do anything else, like something that I was good at. And it, it's been a long, long process, and it has really been eye-opening, and I suck at it. And um, I want to ask you, is it worth doing something that you suck at well, for I, the residual effects? I want to ask you a question first, like all the things that you just mentioned that you wanted to do because you were good at them. Didn't you suck at them at one point? Like, that's how everything starts. I don't know, though, because there are things that I suck at. And this is one of the points I want to make is like, there are things that I suck at, but I'm willing to work through because A, I don't might not suck at them right away. Like, I might not be good at them, but I might not be awful at them. And B, I enjoy kind of learning it. Whereas like this stuff with being handy and, and remodeling the bathroom... A, I'm really, really bad at it, like screwing in screws, like, you know, I'm, like, the gun's falling and then the nail's coming off the little bit because it's like magnetic, but not that magnetic. And, and like, the irony is, not- though, you want to do stuff with your hands. I mean, that's what we've both talked about is like we're on laptops I, all the time. You want to do something I, know, with your hands? I, I mean, I... W- I think this. Yeah, co- exactly. Listen, I think in this- theory, I want to do things with my hand. That's exactly right. In theory. Yeah. And then when <laughs> I do it, I get so frustrated. So... Yeah, I sucked at other stuff before, but I enjoyed learning it, and I think I learned it quicker, and I thought there was more value because it was leading to something else, whereas, I don't know, this bathroom, I have a hard time seeing the big picture. This is what it comes down to, I think, and this is business, life, whatever. It comes down to, just to answer your question, I'll give you my thoughts quickly, and you can tell me what you think, but yes, it's worth it if it's something you're interested in. You know, like I don't feel like I've been playing guitar for a while and I don't think I'm very good. I guess a lot of guitar players don't think they're very good. Even Jimi Hendrix thought he sucked, Uh, you know, and he's like the best guitar player that ever lived. But I love it. I love the idea, the struggle of it, like the just it's such a like a lifelong pursuit. I wouldn't say that I have like a natural talent for music and I, I mean, I can keep a rhythm and stuff like that, but I can't really sing on key and, and like sing is one of those things. But like. I think if you're interested in it, even if your your natural talents don't like support you, because because it's like not something that you're inherently good at, and and if you know what I mean, I mean you don't know till you try things, but you kind of know like you get to know yourself and you start to figure out the things you're interested in, and then there's the things you're interested in that you're also kind of 
naturally inclined towards, I believe. And if you're naturally inclined towards it and you're interested in it, then it reinforces that. And I think it becomes much easier to dive into those things, even if you think in the beginning it's not going to be fun. But if you had a natural aptitude or a real heavy interest or both in like learning how to remodel like a house because you feel like, oh, this is a skill I'm going to learn. That's something I can carry with you, even though you know that in your mind, but you're not interested enough in it, then I don't know if it's worth it, you know? But like, I'll give you another example, like outside of the guitar, like coding is something like that. Like I would love to know how to code or like to be like a ninja on, on WordPress or whatever, but I'm not interested enough to go take the time to learn it and go through all the struggles that that would require because I know myself well enough and I know I would just get too irritated not finding that like one little snippet of code that was throwing the whole thing off like I wouldn't be able to geek out on it enough so I guess the answer to your question is yes and no right well uh, okay so I agree with you yes if you're interested in it but that but I guess the question was more like is doing something you suck at worth it if 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 it's not like a hobby, like, okay, I will play softball or baseball. I'm not great at it, but I'll go out and do it. I, I like basketball way more, right? But like, it's fine. And same like your thing with guitar. I'll do that. Even though, even if I'm not that great at it. Um, doing something you suck at and you don't enjoy, I think so many, and I thought you would say that, yes, it's worth it because you're learning it and you're building up your aptitude and you're, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> well, you know, I didn't get I, there I guess yet, you're like, I, I do have something around that. Well, you know, that's what you always hear and like, oh, you know, you're fighting through it. And so it's making you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger and this and that. But I would argue that I don't always think it's worth it. I don't think it's super cut and dry. If we would have recorded this a week ago, I would have said super cut and dry. Don't do it if you suck at it, if you hate it. Um, now I've made some progress on the bathroom and it's almost done. And I've gotten better at like cutting tile. Um, like I, I have gotten better at some of this stuff. So now I am starting, but now that means I start to enjoy it a little more. So it's like, yeah, it's like chicken and egg. Like, well, now that I'm enjoying it more, yeah, it's more worth it. But am I enjoying it more because I'm getting better at it or probably because I'm not getting as frustrated. So I think the big thing for me is when I suck at something and I'm not enjoying it or I don't see like the big picture, like, I, you know, yes, I know doing this bathroom would help me in the future because I'll, I'll do other projects. But inherently, like, it's not like I'm building something and now I can take that skill and I'm going to do it to make money, right? Like, I'm not building up to that. I'm never going to be that level. Um, I just get frustrated right away and I'm like, I'm wasting time and I should be doing something I'm good at. I understand that feeling, but I, to go back to what you thought I was going to say, because ultimately, if I had to give one answer, it would be that, yes, it's worth it because everything excuse me, like in your case, you guys decided to take this project on, even if it sucked, you were still going to do it anyway, because you were getting into it, right? But I do firmly believe that everything has value. Everything has value. And I know you want to take that out of the argument, like in the beginning, that's something you actually specifically said, like, you know, out that aside, but like, I don't think you can take it out of the argument because it's such, it's, it's the number one point as far as I'm concerned when it comes to this question. And oftentimes the value is is not apparent, especially when it sucks. It's even immeasurable value. Yeah. It is though, like intrinsic think, value. Dude, this might sound like a silly thing, but like I think back to even like my job and one of my jobs in high school was working as a short order cook in this diner, and I just remember having like. You know, it'd be like time, like, you know, you get the breakfast rush and there's like 10 tickets in front of you. You're making like 10 breakfasts all at the same time for all these different tables. And like, you know, you're thinking like, well, you're, you know, I'm just working as a shorter chef or whatever. But like, when I think back, I'm like, that job really taught me a lot very quickly about how to 
compartmentalize my mind like project wise and like timing and like all these different things are like you think about algebra in school like oh why do we do that it sucks i hate it or whatever or i sucked at it but it's teaching you logic and like there's all these different associated benefits that have nothing to do with even necessarily what it appears to be on the surface level and i think when it comes to business like this is hugely important dude because listen it's this is why things don't get done a lot because you can default to the thing that you enjoy or that's easy for you. So it's like, yeah, well, I don't want to learn this Photoshop thing right now because, well, I can just check Facebook and that's easy or I can go play the song on the guitar and that's fun and easy for me. But then nothing moves forward. You know what I mean? You don't like grow as a person. You don't learn things. So like... That- yes, I, I I agree with that, dad. Because um, <laughs> you're putting on your dad. And, and, I, and listen, what's, what's crazy about it is now that we're getting nearing the end, like I'm going to be super proud of that bathroom, even though it's like the tile isn't perfectly straight and all that. And probably as proud as I am when we do stuff together, like recording a podcast much easier for me, much more fun. I'll be more proud of that bathroom than like this podcast in essence. And as proud of that bathroom is maybe even <gasps> a big... What? Pro- oh, wait a yeah. minute. Hold on. Let me get my <laughs> tissues, man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even as a big project, right? Hold on. Um, I'm still getting over this. <laughs> Let me take a moment. <laughs> uh, you're scorned. Um, but the next time I'm so over I there d- and I'm in your bathroom, I'll look around and just think, <laughs> wow. Man. This is I'm more appreciating this than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, you know, so there is the value and I get that, but I have a hard time in the moment rationalizing that when I'm pissed off and we're so far from being complete and I like literally start breaking tile because I'm so pissed off, which I've done. Um, believe it or not, hard to believe. Um, so I guess, I guess the point is, and I get that there's value. The only thing that I would say is that sometimes people force themselves to do something that they don't like just to do it because they think, oh, yeah, in the long run, it's going to be good and this and that. And I do think there's sometimes when you should stop and say, listen, I'm not getting something accomplished. I'm not good at this. I'm going to pay someone else to do it. I'm going to barter with someone else or someone else is going to do it or I'm not going to do it at all. I'm going to let it go and spend your time being more productive because I think it can be a huge productivity drain because for a month and a half, I've been working in this bathroom and it sucked all my mental energy and my mood. And a, a lot of my time because someone could come and do it in literally a fifth of the time that it's taken me. And I'm not then doing other stuff to move other things forward. So I think you do have to be very cognizant of the balance and not just say, yeah, I'm going to do it and um, and it's going to be worth it in the long run because maybe something else would be worth it in the long run. Maybe I could have spent all this time being super creative and creating a new course and helping people launch online businesses and stuff like that. Maybe I would have spent it watching Netflix. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, well, you I- know... I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. Uh, I think you have to include what I was talking about before, I think, when, when it comes to the natural talents as well. So if we're talking about business, you know, let's use the example of podcasting and podcasting versus writing versus making videos or whatever it is. If you're excited about, like, I, I get excited doing podcasts like Travis does because, we you know, we love talking. <laughs> let's, this is no secret. We love to get on. We love to talk to people. We're super curious about people. You know, both of our other travel podcasts, I mean, we, we interview a lot of people. We, we're just genuinely curious about them. We want to hear their story. We want to share it. We love uh, talking about these, these topics. It's like something that, you know, if we're not recording, we like to just chat and have conversations. I mean, this is like a natural medium for us. And that's one thing I learned, like when I realized, okay, like not that, I don't think I'm like a bad writer, but it's not the thing that I love to do the most, you know? And 
it's much easier for me to, to get into podcasting. So I think when you're making these choices, like if you're creating content for your business, for example, it's good to pay attention to the things that you enjoy and maybe the things that you enjoy and don't suck at, you know, because that's that might be where you want to focus 80% of your efforts, let's say. And I, I think the question could be worded, you know, instead of is doing something you suck at worth it, is doing something you don't enjoy worth it as well, which is... Kind of the same thing, because like you said, I, I don't think I suck at writing. I actually think I'm a pretty good writer. But now I enjoy podcasting much more than writing. That's why at Extra Pack of Peanuts, I do so much more podcasts than I do writing. And, and you know, there was a ton of validity to the writing, and, it's, and, and I did it, and I found my voice, and there's a lot of content there, and people can use it. But at this moment, if I was to say, okay, Trav, you can either spend five hours writing this post or an hour coming on doing the podcast, you know... I'm not going to say I will never write again because we still do write some, but I think people have to look at, you know, what is the other side? Is there other things that they might enjoy more and don't feel like, well, I just have to write because, you know, it's going to help me this and that. That's what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's a great way to put it. So just be cognizant of all the ways you can do stuff, find what you like, and then do the one that you like the most and maybe force yourself to do the other one at times, but don't think you... That's the only way out. Listen, when it comes to business, you're going to do things that you suck at. Like it's, it's right. inevitable. Sure. Even though you said starting the podcast where you're like, well, this is fun for me, but I'm sure when you launched it, like same with me. I never me. sucked. I was I always had a golden voice. No, just kidding. Of course <laughs> no, we I'm suck. No, I'm not even talking about outside of that. I, I mean, maybe we suck now too. If we do, let us know. Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> tweet us we'll shut the show down right now then, then no. jason will really cry <laughs> then you have something to really shed tears about yeah, that's true but um no I, I guess what i'm saying is like there was a process to starting the podcast it was you know figuring out what what the show was going to be about there was booking you know some of the first guests there was all the tech stuff like tell me that you enjoyed every single part of launching the podcast particularly like all the technology stuff and figuring out how that all worked like and we've both said well we're not like totally tech savvy we're okay i'm maybe a little better than you i would say in some regards but uh even like when it comes to any of these technical challenges, it's always intimidating. And I always feel like, well, I suck at like if it gets into coding and weird stuff and I'm going to get really frustrated, but that didn't stop you from putting on a podcast, you know? So like when it comes to business, like you might suck at, you know, keeping track of tax stuff like we hate to do, but like, why listen, are you using that example? <laughs> uh, Cause we hate to do it, but that's, and we suck at, that's a reality of starting a business. So like you, you have to take, the things that suck sometimes as part of the package and therefore find the value in it and find a way, like you said, I think to outsource it where the things that you, when you recognize this is something I suck at and like, I'm not getting past the point where I like actually enjoy this. Then I think those are the things we could do another show on this, but that you start looking at outsourcing and uh, bring help on for. Right. Right. And I think those are the actual tips. You're going to suck at some things, push through it, persevere, look at the lessons. But there is going to be a point where you you don't want to do some things and you might suck at them or you just might not want to do them. There is a point where you should take a good hard look and say, I don't have to do this just because I should be doing it. Look for other options and try to spend as much time doing stuff you enjoy as possible. It's not all going to be enjoyable. That wasn't my point with saying you shouldn't do stuff you suck at. But look outside of that too. And I think that... um. If anyone uh, is good at remodeling bathrooms uh, for Stop the next one Travis's that I do, house. please, 228 Morgan Street, <laughs> Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Um, all right, let's get into our in inside LI segment because this is going to be a fun question. 
um, another question I'm going to pose to you, Jay. And uh, this is where we highlight some of the stuff that's going on inside the community, Location Indie. If you guys want to check that out, you can go to locationindie.com. You can also text 33 or Location Indie to 33444. Hop on our newsletter list. We have an awesome kick butt community of people in there helping each other out. And Zoe on Saturday posted a little, I, um, what's it called? A status update. And she said, experiencing Montezuma's revenge with a little frowny oh face. So my question to you, oh, sorry, man. Zoe, I hope you're feeling better by the time you listen to this. Sorry, Zoe. My question to you, Jason, is what is the most sick you have ever been while traveling? Dude, you were there. It was on the way back from our trip in Mexico last year. And okay. it was that we went to that local taco stand that I'll never forget because the first time we went, it was really good. So we went back on our way to the airport, which was a very bad idea. And Travis, never have I... I've gotten sick before traveling. I mean, that actually was one of the worst times. I've been very sick in Peru with like food poisoning where I was like throwing up wretchedly. And I've been very sick in Portland, Oregon from food poisoning actually. But the thing that made that so bad, Trav, was we were on our way to the airport. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't at a hotel. I wasn't like right. we were on our way. So like as we're driving to the airport, which is like what a 45 minute drive in the rental car we rented for like a dollar a day or something. Right, right. Uh, I was starting to feel sick and I was like, I was in denial, man, heavily. I was like, this, this isn't because happening. Because Heather and I, Heather and I ate there yeah. with you. Like we all ate on our way out and of I town. And we shared and everything, kept... didn't we? Well, or... no, because you uh... got one shrimp taco uh, and we didn't we didn't get the shrimp that's and right. I, it had to be the shrimp man it had to it be had because to we be. had all the rest of the same stuff it was and i usually awful. love shrimp tacos so i don't know why i didn't get it so i'm thankful i didn't oh man and i was in denial the whole way and uh and all of a sudden we're at the airport i'm like I, this this is a real thing like this is actually happening and you know it creeps up and then it just got worse and worse man and we got on the flight and let's just say there were repeated trips to the airport bathroom which i'm now very comfortable uh, the airplane bathroom and the airport bathroom which uh both are very comfortable places for me at this point and uh you know but i gotta give a shout out to uh southwest who uh southwest the 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 staff that was uh the the flight attendants in that plane they were so sweet they they actually like the plane was really cold and i was like i'm freezing like i'm not expecting you to turn the whole plane down for me i'm like one person who's sick but there's anything they're like oh sure no problem hon and they like they like turned the temperature down on the plane just so i could get like a little warm like they slim us a scene like the blood draining from well, my face it was it was bad you know, the buzzer's they, going off right now but yeah you can give me Chris your perspective us. Was, yeah we had um oh man I was up in the front row for some reason, and you were you were like fifteen rows back. I don't know how they he knew we were first together. Maybe class, they put me back in steerage. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> they um maybe they, I don't know how they knew we were together, but they came up and they said, um, you know, is that your friend back there? And they point back, and I look back, and I could see because you were on the aisle, and I was on the aisle, so I just like poke my head back the aisle, and I'm like, yeah, and they're like, um. Is he all right? I'm like, well, he was feeling kind of sick, and and I and they're like, okay, do, you know, can we get anything for him? And and anyway, I went back and chatted with you, and you were just like, dude, I'm 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 gonna die. Like, I feel that bad. And you were back and forth to the to the bathroom over and over. And you know, I think I asked you if you want to switch seats, you want to move up where I was. Not that it really mattered, you know. And you're like, I'm fine, but yeah, they kept coming up to me as well, like the whole time, just saying like, is there anything can, we can do? Is he all right? I'm like. Listen, he's. I felt awful because we were flying from Mexico to Denver, so it was like a 
you know, like a three and a half hour flight. It was it was fairly it was long. And then the journey from the airport and uh, and and I you know and I couldn't do anything. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, oh man, the worst place you can be is on a flight when you're feeling this sick. And like to pe- um, for it to peak out, you know, when you're when you're just getting for it to start and peak out. Uh, it's yeah, it wasn't fun. So I don't know what the answer to that question is for you, but um, well, I, I won't tell you the whole story. I'll just say that um, never ever get sick when you're staying in basically a flop house in Yangon, Myanmar. Because if you're sick and you're like using the bathroom all the time and then you're in a room that has mold all over it and the bathroom is one of the most disgusting bathrooms, it doesn't really help you feel better. You're like laying in bed and you're feeling like you're getting sicker because of your surroundings. So Mm. I was really sick. I was in one of the worst accommodations ever. And at that point, I wasn't going to move to a nicer place for a night because I like, couldn't even move out of bed, but it was disgusting. Oh, Heather wouldn't even stay man. in the room. She's like, I know you're really sick, but I'm going to go outside because this is so disgusting. <laughs> so um, if you know you're getting sick, splurge on a nicer hotel and at least make it worth it. Don't be an airplane. Don't be in a flop house in, uh, oh, in Yangon, Myanmar. But you so, know what? Being sick somewhere on the road is a part of travel. It's going to happen if you earn do it your long stripes. enough. And, uh, you're yeah. earning your stripes. Just like we said about everything stuff, has suck. value. It's, everything is value. <laughs> it all yeah, comes exactly. back full circle. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. And um, I think we're Zoe, done. we hope you feel better. We do, Zoe. We hope you're feeling better by now. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know. Find us at locationindie.com. Hop on the newsletter. Again, you can text locationindie, all one word, to 33444. And uh, tweet us some pictures of your tattoos at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. We'll catch you guys later. Cheers. Cheers.